This is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. It's not for the faint-hearted, but the chosen few who've embraced the call to leadership, dare to venture where others will not, and believe in God's supernatural power. Join Carl Joseph now for a life-changing word. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Let's begin our study of the nine spiritual gifts, friend. And today we will discuss the gift of the word of wisdom. Let's read our key passage together. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 11, which identifies each gift. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another divers kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man several as he will. Friend, every gift works according to the Holy Spirit, not our spirit. We're not working or manipulating the gifts, but we allow the Holy Spirit to manifest them through us and we make ourselves available and receptive to him. However, if people have wrongly judged these gifts as no longer in operation today or they're in complete ignorance of them, they'll not work through them. God works through willing vessels, friend. We have to be careful because sometimes we may want to operate in a certain gift, but the Holy Spirit does not want us to. Therefore, we must yield to Him. In other words, to one person the word of wisdom may be given, and to another person the word of knowledge, and to another person the gift of faith, and so on. But we don't want to personally choose which gifts we're going to manifest. The Holy Spirit divides these gifts between us as He wills, not us. In fact, there are some gifts people may operate in uh, and never function in any other gift or operate in some gifts of the Holy Spirit, but not all. It's not uncommon to operate in all the gifts in one's lifetime. But again, we are not the one who determines that. God does. Remember, these gifts are not given to us by physical birth, but spiritual birth. In other words, they're not inherent within us. We don't own these gifts, but they do flow through us because of our new birth in Christ. Now, our focus today is the gift of the word of wisdom, not the gift of wisdom, and there is a difference. One can become wise by educating yourself or by practicing your understanding of God's word and reading the book of Proverbs, etc. But we're not talking about being wise today, but the gift of the word of wisdom specifically. Now, friend, there's certainly evidence in Daniel 1.17 of Daniel and his three friends being given supernatural knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And it also says Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. So I'm not saying God can't give you a supernatural empowerment of wisdom because that's biblical. But I'm talking about the gift of the word of wisdom specifically in the New Testament today. Now, God is the one who has all wisdom and knowledge, and he chooses on occasion to give us supernatural words of wisdom through his gift, but he won't give us all the wisdom available to him, of course. 
friends, simple wisdom in life and its application are not what we're talking about with this gift of the word of wisdom. This was described in Joshua 1.8 when God gave Joshua the key to successful living. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. You see, it was up to Joshua to meditate on God's word to attain wisdom, and he would be successful in life's journey. But this is not the word of wisdom. In addition, God can provide wisdom at any time concerning any situation. He offers it to us freely. Remember, James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. Once again, this is wisdom that God offers freely to deal with the affairs of this life, but it is not the gift of the word of wisdom. By definition, the word of wisdom is the supernatural revelation by the Spirit of God concerning the divine purpose and plan in the mind and will of God. One could argue the word of wisdom is the best gift because it's revelation concerning the future plans of God. The word of wisdom is different from the word of knowledge because the revelation the word of knowledge brings is in the present tense or something concerning the past, but never the future. In contrast, the word of wisdom always speaks of the future. Now it's clear to see that the prophets of the Old Testament operated in the word of wisdom several times along with the word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy. Prophets of old would make grandiose predictions about the future when the Spirit came upon them and clearly they operated in this gift which tells of future events. You will see shortly that the gift of the word of wisdom has been in operation throughout both the Old and New Testaments and still operates today as the Spirit wills it. Even kings and patriarchs could operate in this gift, not just prophets. If you'll recall, Joseph received a word of wisdom through a dream, revealing to him God's plan and purposes for his future. So you see, a word of wisdom can come through a dream or vision. It's not restricted to verbal communication only. Also in the case of Noah in Genesis 6:13 through 18, God gave him a word of wisdom to warn the people of future judgment and peril that would come to the world via a great deluge. He then built an ark for his family and animals because of the word of wisdom granted by the Holy Spirit. The prophet Moses received the Ten Commandments concerning the future plans and laws of Israel. On the Isle of Patmos, the Apostle John saw the revelation of Jesus Christ and the future events concerning the nation of Israel in the tribulation period. And these are other examples of the word of wisdom. In another instance, God gave Jonah a word of wisdom that the city of Nineveh in Assyria was going to be destroyed if the people of that great city did not repent and turn to God. Note that the word of wisdom can be conditional in some cases. In other words, if they repented, they would be spared. But if they failed to repent, Nineveh would be destroyed. And thankfully, they did repent and judgment was averted in their case. Yet, we must bear this in mind. Whenever we receive a word of wisdom, there's a conditional aspect to it sometimes and we need to respond to that. Another example of the conditional basis of the word of wisdom would be King Hezekiah. When God told Isaiah to tell King Hezekiah in 2 Kings 20 verse 1, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Hezekiah then turned his face to the wall, repented of his wrongdoings, cried unto God and prayed to God and reminded him of the times when he walked in obedience. Therefore, God told Isaiah, based on his response, to tell Hezekiah, 
I'm going to give you 15 more years in 2 Kings 20 verses 5 through 6. This is yet another example of the conditional aspect of the word of wisdom and we need to be aware of this. We should recall that when we prophesy according to the New Testament, we're simply edifying, exhorting, and comforting as outlined in 1 Corinthians 14.3. The word edify means to build up. If we're prophesying correctly in this dispensation, we should be encouraging people, building them up, but not tearing them down. There is no element of prediction or foretelling in this pure gift of prophecy, but there is in the word of wisdom because it concerns future plans. Whenever we receive a word about the future from another person with elements of prediction or foretelling, it is the word of wisdom in operation, not prophecy. Now, just for the record, it's possible in prayer to receive a word of wisdom concerning the future for yourself. It doesn't have to come through another person. But as with all words, we weigh them according to Scripture and put them on the shelf, so to speak, if they don't make sense to us at the time. We also don't try and make words of wisdom come to pass either. If we obey God's word and listen to his spirit, they will come to pass in his perfect timing, and we don't need to worry about them either. Friend, we are not led by the gifts. We're led by the word of God. We walk by faith and the unction of the Holy Spirit first and foremost. In my experience, a word of wisdom or knowledge I receive in my private devotional time or even in public often confirms what I already know in my spirit. We allow these wonderful gifts to confirm the direction God has already given us, but not for guidance in particular. We need to respect these gifts, but judge them in light of God's word also. Let me give you a bad example of the usage of the word of wisdom. In the good old days of the charismatic renewal, it wasn't uncommon for people to go around giving words of wisdom concerning future marriages. In other words, God told me you should marry this person, etc. Friend, don't be deceived. Let's use some common sense here. God will tell you directly who you're going to marry and will confirm it several times over. Yes, indeed, you might get a word of wisdom concerning a future spouse or a description of that person. But God's not going to have somebody else tell you who to marry. He's going to tell you himself. Some examples of the word of wisdom in the New Testament are as follows. In Acts 9, 10 through 16, Ananias was told by the Holy Spirit to go to the street called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. God then showed Ananias he would lay hands on him and that he would receive his sight and be a chosen vessel to minister to the Gentiles. In other words, the word of wisdom revealed to Ananias the future plan and purpose of God for Saul of Tarsus. Oftentimes, the word of wisdom and knowledge operate simultaneously in the manifestation of the gifts. In this case, Ananias was informed of the street called Straight, which was a word of knowledge of a location he was unaware of at the time. This would be a word of knowledge and operation because the street was already in existence. It did not concern the future. Another example of the word of wisdom later concerns the Apostle Paul when he went aboard his ship to Rome to appeal his case to Caesar and a violent storm arose in Acts 27.10. And he said to them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. But there was a soft south wind at the time and no one listened to his warning. Yet later the ship came to a great calamity and was destroyed, but the men on board's lives were saved despite this. Once again, we see a conditional aspect of a word of wisdom in that if they heeded Paul's warning and waited for the storm to pass before setting sail, they might have saved the ship. 
Friend, the gift of the word of wisdom is very, very powerful. In my own life, the Lord has used this gift to inform me directly and through others of future events for myself concerning jobs, trials, warnings of things to come, which I needed to prepare for, and even the description of my future wife. God is an awesome God. As I've said before, friend, God is not a respecter of persons. He wants to share the intimate things with you. He wants to show you things concerning your future, your future spouse, a job change. Remember, John 16, 13 says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. And I believe that this is tied to the word of wisdom gift. But it's a direct download one-on-one with you friend I really want you to get a hold of this because there are aspects of God that perhaps you're not taking full advantage of because you're not pursuing them the Lord has been gracious and allowed me to move in the gift of the word of wisdom publicly and in one instance in 2006 I remember vividly a word I gave a young gentleman who was going to take his life that night and uh, I didn't know that but I felt like he was going to do something very bad and I told him not to do it he later told me after the service that he was going to take his life so this this gift can be very powerful and it can change lives friend remember what I told you in some cases the word of wisdom is conditional and will only manifest if the recipient of that word is obedient to the word given by God so please bear this in mind when you next receive a word yourself take it to the Lord and ask him what action you should take In a wonderful testimony I've witnessed uh, myself, and I treasure it particularly, is when my wife has shown the description of the precise location I proposed to her on the other side of the world as a six-year-old child in a dream. This was indeed a word of wisdom God planted in her heart when she was a child as confirmation that I was the one God had prepared for her. I had no knowledge whatsoever of this before I proposed. Now, if that doesn't get your attention, then I don't know what will. The point is, God shared his plan and purpose with her, and it came to pass exactly as she'd seen it. What an awesome God we serve, that he would share these wonderful gifts with us. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who has witnessed God's miraculous power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl covers topics such as geopolitics, current affairs, cults, societal trends, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.